you know, I feel like when when <laughs> when we do those um those countdowns, I feel like that bit in Wayne's World where they're like watching. They're like three. <laughs> you're still you're still counting yeah, you're nodding guys don't, you're don't, nodding don't, don't, you're nodding don't nod <laughs> that is that is really how it feels i rewatched that for the first time in years the other day and it was so delightful oh good it, was it, it, it wasn't treat. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't one of I those. Mean, oh, I used to love this film when I was fifteen, and then... <laughs> no, it was uh, yeah. not that bad. <laughs> there were hints of it, of course, but um, and there were moments, of course, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, only only my perspective can tell why I feel. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was good. <laughs> I enjoyed the uh, but... I enjoyed the Alice Cooper cameo. It's actually Mila Guaque. <laughs> Yeah, they're all like, like they they get backstage, Garth and Wayne, and they think they're gonna like party and stuff, but they're yeah, but like they're really like they're really like scholarly, and they just want to like yeah, they're really that's, boring essentially. That's that's how I feel at any like show that we have like those uh, stickies for. I feel like mm. just oh yeah, not sure not sure who I should be showing it to. Like I definitely don't belong here. <laughs> Like, yeah, they're just, like walking through the crowd, showing it yeah. everyone. <laughs> that is, that's me oh, at every show we play. That's definitely yeah. George. I remember when we were at the Electric Forum, I came up upon George, and he was showing it to some random people who were biting it. He had bite yeah. marks no, all they, over it. No, they, 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 they were my friend. They were my friends, but um. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they were, they were annoyed at me because I kept doing, <laughs> I kept doing the thing. Let it be known for the record, since this is um, audio only format. Miles just licked his bowl <laughs> after finishing his ice cream. Like the good it's puppy, considered he is. in some cultures very rude not to. <laughs> it's, well, like, but... it's like burping after a meal. It's very good. Yeah, exactly. Wasteful not to. <clears throat> All that flavour. Oh. Jesus Christ, um, Miles. That, it was impressive. It was impressive you was could talk George. and burp at the same time. <laughs> Shocking. Every every Shocking. time I think of um, Wayne's World, it reminds me that the first band that I ever saw was um, the Sweet, who did Bore and Blitz, um, as no. in the song. Oh, yeah, the, and the the, the oh, like cool. real the but, real version of the real version of that, but the, the, the their version of that is like. Hey, Maggie, are you ready? Hey, Jeffrey, are you ready? And it's like, it's nowhere near as good as the crucial. The crucial talk, talk you know, they can really wait. Like, yeah, but yeah, but so it turned out like in in a weird sort of foreshadowing, like a band that I saw at Butlins when I was eight years old, like <laughs> turns out as as someone in their mid thirties, they they actually they rule really hard. So I will. I still. So your taste to, li- is, has always just I, been. Yeah. Good. Ba- basically, that's twenty-five that's good, years. That's a good question, actually. What? It, what's? What was the first band? What was the first band you ever saw? Yeah. Well, that is a good question. And then after we finish that, I have come up in my head with the best segue into another part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. So, oh, mate. continue okay. with this line of questioning. I've this got this. <laughs> oh. Okay, Miles, tell me, what was the first concert you ever went to? Uh, I remember seeing... Uh, me and my brother got like a day pass to Reading. 
um, and the first thing we watched was Goldie Looking Chain. Fair. But I oh. also saw the Pixies that day. Um, oh, band wow. Called the Blood Arm, who, I don't know if you guys remember, they had a song called Do I Have Your Attention um, that was good. Uh, who else? So you've been cool since yeah, day well, one. That's a pretty good like, like first show. Yeah, yeah. And then I think after that, the first like gig gig that I went to was um, my brother's band, Robots Walk on Water, who played with like some other bands from their college, and it was it was brilliant. It was so good. It was all like this uh, <laughs> post rock stuff. Um, nice. And it was all like sixteen year olds, probably not paying playing very well, but like I thought it was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome, Catherine. Uh, it was My Chemical Romance at the Camden Roundhouse. That's pretty in cool. London. Yeah. I- yeah, I was, I I was, I kind of came to concerts later. I think I was about fourteen, and I I I, I, I never had cool parents that took me to like Wembley, like Sugar Babes, or like. My parents were not concert people. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, do you remember who supported? Mm-hmm. Frightened Rabbit. Oh, oh nice. That's cool. Yeah, hmm. I think. So. Wait. The first band. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, okay. I saw Biffy the following year, and Frightened Rabbit supported. Who's that su- does seem like that, that sounds does better, seem like doesn't more it? Of a yeah. Sort of indie, Scottish yeah. indie rock. Uh, honestly, I don't know who supported because I didn't see them. We rocked up for My Chemical Romance. I I've always been ah. really bad. I've never been a good scene person. I never stayed. I never stayed with the opening bands. Unbelievable. Um, at 14 I was like fuck. I do remember the next day my head hurt from head my neck like neck all, all along the back oh, yeah. of my neck it hurt from head banging. Oh yeah. That's a classic. That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if especially if you've had too much to drink, which you wouldn't have done when you were 14. No. <laughs> Cuz when um... I was 14 I looked about 11. Um <laughs> but my my best friend Frankie would always she looked older. I remember once we were 16 and we saw Front Bottoms with Pup supporting at uh, the garage and she went up to get like two vodkas or whatever and the guy was like that that'll be 16 pound and she was shocked that it cost that much and she was like what and because she thought she didn't hear him and he went that's not your age is it and she was like no (laughs) 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 no (laughs) she came back to me with them in her hands she was like shaking like (laughs) 16 pounds i know london man that's daylight robbery i know they saw us coming that's how that's how much it costs to buy like that much like a big bottle of vodka that they put up on yeah. the yeah i know on the optics there i know um we're in the wrong I game the, we are the, in the um, wrong game we should be selling vodka and not, <laughs> not Hi, we're a, bad, we're, we're a group of four people who like to sell vodka yeah. um the, the the support band were called evelyn or Evelyn everline mm-hmm I've just, go- yeah, just googled yeah, that, it. Yeah, that sounds right. Were they like an yeah, emo I, kind of like? I, I, this was the 2011 show, right? So Dead Press reviews sums them up as a fairly standard support act. Whatever that means. Dude, they're, they're, they don't know how fucking lucky they are. Imagine supporting my, Michael McCormance. Clearly lacking... Oh, despite a lack of vocal power, the band was still clear in packing some punches with their skills in their instruments. This is a really well written. I review. hate the way that people write music. <laughs> yeah, they write music reviews instruments. like they've never talked to a single person. I know. In their life. I know. 
Oh. Is that what they teach them at like, was, music writing? Did you, was, did you see that band, uh, Evelyn? Yeah, they still managed to scrap together a half-decent set. <laughs> yeah, they packed a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> they had skills uh, and their instruments. <laughs> And they use their when, skills on the instruments to make. And that, they, strong. they had raucous vocals. Can we? <laughs> yeah, they had they had soaring drums. And, <laughs> and can we like agree that like music writers are the cops of music? There was there was. When I was fourteen, I had a really beautiful train set, and that train set oh really made me think God. about how. <laughs> I love it when you get like a little bit of backstory before they start it's spouting. Like, no one bullshit. cares, Reginald. No one cares about your <laughs> toy plane or whatever. So you should probably explain, actually, if this is going in. I probably should. I can't remember much about it, but they weren't 14. They were in this story, they were like four. But it's like cheer, my other band, Cheerbleeders, were like such a positive band. Shocking, I know, when I'm in them, but like we're incredibly. Uh, wholesome and so we never get bad reviews because even if people don't like the music they just they probably like us so they just keep quiet about it but one person broke any bad reviews that fresh gets out is purely out of spite because of our personalities Uh, yeah absolutely i you know um but yeah we got one bad review after releasing probably like our first ep and it it was the most like nonsensical weird old man blog review like old man yells at cloud i don't i i read the whole thing because i don't know what's good for me but i don't remember it i just remember how it started and it started like when i was four years old i was gifted a train for my birthday and i was so excited to put the train on the tracks and get it going but i was phenomenally disappointed when all that all that arised was a feeble you know he was disappointed in receiving this train for his birthday gift and then he went and that's how i felt for the like last three lines but that's how i felt about this ep i was so excited to hear it and it was fell far short of expectations all this bullshit and it was like okay it wasn't it wasn't for you 50 year old man um and secondly it seems like you've got some issues to work through so yeah timothy lovejoy-esque issues (laughs) uh george Um, what was yours yeah george mine was mine was um first the first concert i ever went to was stereophonics Mm. at wembley arena oh my Um, god you are so close to my house (laughs) yeah because you live in wembley stadium (laughs) i don't you you might not you might not even be a lot you might not even have been alive come on don't be silly (laughs) um it was so i would have been like 15 i would have been two Okay, so you were, oh yeah, yeah, because it's 13-year-old and the baby, I remember the name of our cop show. Um, but the but the band that the band that supported um, was Our Our Lady Peace, who were like a Canadian band, and they were sick. I really? put their record on again the other day, having been reminded of it, um, called Happiness Is Not A Fish You Can Catch, and it's rad. It that's a, really that's great. a great record, really like, it, It's a great record, I highly recommend it. Very good. So yeah, cool. Mm. And that brings when us I, to your I segue. actually also saw the Stereophonics at Wembley oh. Arena um, because someone else had a had a ticket that they were selling, um, and I got it cheap or something. And I went along, and uh, in uh, in the crowd, a man offered me uh, some of the thing that he was smoking, and I took it, assuming it was drugs. And uh, I was I was very disappointed to find that um, I was just smoking a regular cigarette <laughs> at a Stereophonics concert. Well, that- it wasn't even a it wasn't even a funny cigarette. 
Not it's either. Wack, not, none of the wacky back. They really know how to get loose, those uh, stereophonic maps. Does it start in Steiner School? I, I've, I kind of have some m- memories of you talking about that. And maybe maybe yeah. it's the, the amount of beans you ate as a child. Because I know beans the beans are a musical fruit. Always, always powered by beans. Um, uh, the musical fruit. <laughs> <laughs> the musical fruit. They're not fruit. The more you eat, the more you too. No, Come they're, on. They're right. Fruit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would have been like nine when I, when I started learning guitar. Uh, because my brother played guitar and... Uh, Old, nice. Older brother, I, I suppose. Older brother, yeah. yeah. I, I always wanted to be cool, like my younger brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but but then it, it would be when I was like twelve, I guess. I heard um, there's a there's a I was I got really into Jimi Hendrix, but there's this one particular. Mm. Um, he's he does a version of Johnny Be Good, which I think is at Woodstock, and it just like there there's something about the sound of it, like that intro, you know, it does the that just like. Fucking blue flipping. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know what? Do you know what? And fucking swear as much as you want. I've decided. We're getting that. We're, we're getting earning, that E. Uh, earning we're getting that fucking E. Don't worry about it. And I was like, Look. oh crumbs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you were twelve. Great so. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah and and like like Catherine was saying, it was it was that thing of like, I want to kind of put the time into learning how to yeah. do this thing. And it just it just kind of like opened it up into this whole other other thing, and then um, like learning scales. Uh, me and my brother would would just kind of like like jam together, which was you know like one person playing chords and the other person going up and down the pentatonic scale. But like it was yeah, it just it kind of um, that was that was the the kind of thing that that unlocked that whole the world of shredding, basically. Do you, yeah. Wow. Do you, do you get on well with your brother? Did you get on well with your brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We're still close. Yeah. Okay. Does, so does he play guitar to this day, or are you the he guitarist? D- he, d- he went in more of a like, uh, you know, he, he me- t- he t- media he and filmy to, sort of. He took it to strange direction. new places. He took it to very strange <laughs> new places. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he plays the, he plays the old bit of guitar, but but not mm. yeah. So what was your so? What was, uh, probably, Catherine? I probably should have asked you this as well. So I mean, I'll ask you, Miles, and then I'll ask you. What do you remember? The first song you wrote, and oh, like, or, or if you don't remember the first one, what is the first no, one you I remember? Do. I do. And like, I do. Oh, you both remember? That's awesome. So do, yeah, though. yeah. yeah. Miles, oh, yeah, tell me, tell me about your first song that you ever wrote. Oh God, this is bad. Um, the the riff actually, the riff was really good. Uh, you know, give, give me one second. Okay. Is he, is he going to uh, play I it? Could, I could say what by I could say what Yeah, if you want um, if you want to pop yours in, I'll I'll try and pop that I'll pop that in. Um It it was it was Cinema Woes. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Yeah. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. So So I was I was singing and playing guitar, but I was literally terrified of do, writing and doing my own. I was doing covers from 14 to 17. So it took me a long time to actually write. Okay, Miles. Miles, put put put, put that 
Put that microphone down. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you wrote that? Um, I would have been probably about 14. And the song was called Giant Ghost Space Pancake. And it was about a person seeing a UFO, but they called it a, a giant ghost space pancake. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, that wasn't like fully explored and justified in the lyrics, but... Um, so you, well, so no, I think it's I like to I like to leave a lot of stuff open to interpretation. Mm, so you know, course. it's on the listener. It's like, what do you yeah. what do you read into that? What do you see in yourself? But yes, and absolutely. And you were and you were thinking that at fourteen, were you? Yeah, at a young age. It's um. gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be difficult to cut together, but I think you can do it. <laughs> Sorry, um, I was just loading out. Um, I, I, I was, yeah. <laughs> 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 Miles in the middle of a podcast. That's disgusting. Oh, oh, you. <laughs> oh, now that gross. we've now that we've got that little explicit e next to the podcast, <laughs> you're running away with it. Um. But no, but but no, but seriously. Uh, so so again, like I, this is gonna be weird because, like I know I'm in the band, but I want to ask you questions about this stuff, and I hope that that's okay. But so like, it seems to me that from a young age you were already kind of experimenting with words, and you were already starting to kind of find. Because I mean, who the f- who who on earth would refer to a um, a UFO as a floating ghost space pancake? I mean, that was it. You that referred to the UFO that way, or like, where did that yeah, come from? Well, actually, so th- thinking about that, I actually before that had done some parody songs. Um, so you are oh, Jack Black. Yeah. So you are literally Jack Black. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Well, actually, it, it was it it was um, School of Rock that that pushed me very hard in that direction. Really? Oh, for sure. Yeah, blew me away. How, wait, but so that would have come out when you were like twelve and just getting into guitar, like ten, 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 eleven. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah around there. Wow, but that makes sense because I think with parody is that like. No one's going to criticize you because it's parody. Like yeah, it's, it's, like it's just like a joke. Yeah. Exactly. So you can just be, you don't have to worry. That was the thing. And that was the reason, like, when I started playing guitar and then up to when I wrote my first song, I was so terrified of looking silly. Mm. And writing lyrics and writing songs is an inherently silly thing. It's embarrassing. Um, and it's if, and oh my God, how self conscious are you as a teenager? Like, you're just like full of. Oh, full I of cringe. Sure. Everything you do is embarrassing. No, so if sure. you're doing parody stuff. It's, it's like a it's all rolls off. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I know, I know what you mean. But also, I mean, uh, maybe, maybe it's different. Maybe it's different for me. But like when I was a teen, I explicitly remember writing lots and lots and lots of songs and think not thinking they were good, but like think like not. I wasn't. Well, I was like I wrote songs in my room about girls I liked, and you know, in school. Um, but I, but I, but I, ne- I wasn't. It wasn't until a lot later. Cause I guess because I listened to when I was younger, I listened to a lot of Oasis. That was like my, that was the first band that really like hooked me. So all of my lyrics were very simple. Um, but mm. but but what I was what I was more interested in was like Miles 
the fact that like your songs are very very i don't want to say verbose because that makes it sound like you say a lot you you, you know that line of the simpsons where um ricky gervais is like you take forever uh, homer says to ricky gervais you take forever to say nothing yeah. <laughs> I, I, that that whenever anybody says that something is verbose that's what i think but like that's yeah. not what i mean i mean that like you have this way of 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 you, you say a lot but you also say a lot at the same time as saying a lot like you you have this way with words that is really interesting and it's different oh, to the way that Catherine writes and i think that's interesting too but like wh- that is true so where did like where did that come from where did that original kind of like love of yeah. words did you read a fucking dictionary or something like what uh i i you you do have that the etymologicon i was going to yes. say yeah which okay, they have they have a copy of uh, market stall um which is a great read about um uh, it's just it it just kind of starts with a word and then goes into the like where it came from and then it's like oh and talking about that leads me to this word and it goes it goes through like that and then at the end of the book it leads back to the first um, word that it started on very very good book um, mm. yeah excellent. that sounds but amazing that, but that came um, partly from uh, listening to a lot of why who I who I talk about all the time. Um, and this the, this thing that I I found with Y songs where like I'd listen to them over and over again and, and always get new stuff from it because they mm. because it was so dense, like um you know you don't you'd only pick up on odd bits and get like all these images out, um and 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 so like you would construct a a, a picture of what was going on each time, and that would that would kind of change and develop as you as you got more and more out of the song, um mm. so yeah I just uh. I, it was it was a conscious thing when I started writing New York songs to um, to just like put as much in as possible uh, nice. so, that, was so to create that effect. Right, and, and was so much so much so that um, in fact uh, you don't you don't always remember them. <laughs> um, and maybe your biggest fan has to give you a little prompt. Yeah, <laughs> little line. Yeah, <laughs> that's so happened. <laughs> so la- many times so, la- odd, so la- last case. last question last question before we move on to dan um do, like was is it is me was remake was sorry let me start again so last question before we move on to dan was me rex the first like musical project of yours um yeah. is that the first thing you kind of did or like what 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 came before me rex so before me rex i was in a band called saint spirit uh, before Saint Spirit, I was in a band called The Frets. Oh my um, God! There was a there was a band in there was a band in Southampton called The Frets. That's fine. One, Same band. W- was it? Yeah. Uh, we we had two T's. So. We were we Frets like no 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 no. no. This to, was to this work. was, this was one the, T. The Frets with one T. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know you couldn't have copyrighted that, but <laughs> you could have copyrighted the two T's for sure. Um. But uh, Dan, 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 Dan was talking. Dan was talking about one of your one of the bands you used to be in. Um, the other day, I, I seem to remember. Oh, Ma- Ma- Mat- Matagot. Matagot. Yeah. Oh, Matagot as well. Yeah, yeah. I played the drums in Matagot. So that Wait, was when did shocking. Oh, fucking hell, man! That's I, like this, this can't become a, this can't become the Miles podcast. But like, you are ge- <laughs> you are genu- you are genuinely really interesting. So I want to know more an about that. But hey, um, I'm waiting was... for some questions. <laughs> that was that was while I was a um, what, you? goldsmiths. You want me to ask you questions? Yeah, but when you don't want Miles, you'll ask me some questions. Oh, well, I, I, I was going to move on to Dan because it's Dan's turn next. I've some... still got many things to say. I know you do. I know you do. But also, th- this ba- this band, th- th- we are a band of four. Um, 
So I'm just going to talk to Dan for a bit. Then we'll come back to you. Is that okay? I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, yeah. So, but anyway, so Miles, that's your that that that. What, so, what was the first musical thing you did? And then we'll and then it's it's time for Dan. I, I think the the first musical thing I did was me and my friend doing the parody songs. Yeah. Um, and we were called Will and other animals. He was called Will. Good. Amazing. Yeah, and we you, did. Were, you were animal. And we, this was, this was we had, your mates from school, was it? Yeah, we had a song called Sitting, Waiting, Fishing, which was a parody of Jack Johnson's Sitting, Waiting, Wishing. Um, <laughs> we had Giant Ghost Space Pancake. Um, what about My Way to School? Oh, My Way to School instead of Highway to Hell, yeah. I, I love that I'm a Miles historian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's incredible stuff. Man, I don't know the fuck. I haven't got the balls to do that shit for sure. Um, okay, cool. That's so. That's probably really interesting. For the best. Yeah, probably for the best. I, I really hope that people have enjoyed that, um, d- like deep dive into Miles. Um, so I like. I think I know a little bit more about Dan's kind of musical history because Dan and I have been friends for a lot longer than the rest of us have been friends for. But still, Dan did mention today that he did his first gig when he was sixteen. No, fifteen. No. Right? And were you playing drums? Was drums oh, the first no, thing that you right. got into? So, or? So, th- so tell us. Right, Dan. okay. So the thing that I was talking about today, um, I got tagged in a Facebook post of uh, someone's gig history of a gig that they went to 15 years ago um, at the Grosvenor. That was a show with my old. 1 5 or 5 0? Oh? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> uh, that Sorry. was a show with my, uh, one of my old hardcore bands called Narwhal. Uh, with um, an American band called Ampere, who are like members of Orchid, yep. so like Chaotic Screamo, and a band that I used to love called Sinaloa, um, who are also an American emo band. Um, but no, the the bleak thing is, is that, that was 15 years ago, but that was probably four or five years after my first gig, which is just made me feel really horrifically. Old, mate. Um, I, but we, we, we haven't come on to start, you yet. Start, <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I was going to say when we start talking about me, you start really feeling old. Fucking yeah. hell. So, um, no, but I like I started playing drums because um, uh, we did uh, at school. Kind of did it the other way around. Like me and three of my friends decided that we want we wanted to be in a band uh, before any of us had picked up any instruments. So we kind of delegated. We were like, "You're going to play guitar. You're going to play bass." Like you'll play drums, you'll be the singer. That's really cool. And so I was the drummer because that was what we kind of dished out. Um, like we had we had a name and a GeoCities website before we like even played any music together or, oh or like even picked yeah, about nice. the bands. Yeah. So our name our, yeah. our name we were called Someone to Hate and we were named after a King Prawn song. No, was it King Prawn or was it the solo stuff? My, I think it was King Prawn. Um, who are an old ska punk band um and we yeah so like literally none of us could play anything um we used to go to uh there was on like there was a um a weekly thing at a local venue which uh, called the square in harlow which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore um i've been there yeah well george and i have played there and it's such a like it's where i spent my teenage years like i have a very it's got a a large place in my heart but unfortunately it's just that um it's been knocked down now um uh, we used to go to 
it was it was called rock school and basically you just like go and like go into the different rooms and and like write songs together so the first songs like we played i think live were a cover so this is like these are really cool first songs to ever play live so it was a cover of hate to say i told you so by the hives and um oh sick and Tune. what's the mccluskey song all right there's a mccluskey Oh, mate, you did yeah, it was like the well. first, and, hey, and this, the, the, so the first cool. show we played was a, a school concert. And it was in front of like four hundred parents, and it's what's the McCluskey song that the lyrics are? Don't go fucking in the barn because the barn's on fire. Do you know that song? <laughs> wow. I can remember the riff. I've got the riff in my head. Da, 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 da. Um, hold on, let me just McCluskey. No, that's the wrong McCluskey. Okay, chases. chases that's the one yeah chases. so we played those two songs as our first songs um so that you know like in terms of like like cool rock and roll cred that was a pretty good way to start like we were i mean obviously like we could barely play any instruments and it was absolutely dreadful that <laughs> but funnily enough tying it back to fresh the first song of our own that we ever wrote together which I can still play the guitar riff on and it's horrible just like four power chords um the singer was really like couldn't write lyrics so for for lyrics we borrowed uh one of Adam Kapow's songs uh who is my cousin who plays trumpet ah. on withdraw um yes yes so yeah like he 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 wrote a load of songs when he was in uni and basically gave us the lyrics and we just we just used those in our songs oh and also also because i was well into the first funeral for a friend ep uh i did some backing vocals as well casually dressed and deep deep in conversation no, right is that the, that's not the first ep is it is that's that the first, first one album, isn't it um Oh, is that what it is? It's the one that's got 1045 Amsterdam Conversation on it. What's it called? The fact that you've all been in so many other bands before Fresh shocks me because Fresh was my first band. I feel like you all were like touring and doing things first, but I had to just make it. It was before Casually Dressed. It was (laughs) that they did two EPs before they did Casually Dressed. Adam on Seven Inches, um, which. I don't have any more. Um, doesn't matter anyway. Oh, this year, this year's most That's, open. That was one break. of the tracks on it. Yeah, um, but like oh, their, their drummer used to like wear a headset mic and do shout shouty backing yeah, vocals. <laughs> Basically, so like I, I, did oh, I wish you could. Say, I wish you I, could <laughs> see me. So I did a bit of that. Oh, so yeah. So mate. my school, like my my school. Um, my school time playing drums was very much just emulating other people that I liked, um, which I imagine, I imagine well, that's course. what other people do as well. Um, where yeah. we had um, our what our bassist, um, his stepdad, for some reason, converted their garage into a soundproofed uh, practice space with like double. Yeah, he was. I think he was quite new on the scene and was trying to impress. Yeah, basically, 
and and so and it was amazing because the garage was at the end of the garden and you didn't have to go through the house to get to it so we basically used to like oh, we used to sleep in there like used to do loads of laughing gas in there and just like get just get fucked up and and just play just play <laughs> really bad music at like um at like two in the morning but also um it was it really really stank it was like the worst worst damp <laughs> like no no ventilation it was horrible but um so we used to we've slept in a few yeah it was it's sure. very similar to um, a lot of places we've slept absolutely. but so it's really cool to have that place so, but um in terms of learning drums i never i just basically used to play, try and play along with songs and i didn't really have um any like formal training and because i play open oh yeah i so i play open-handed um and there are other drummers that drum like this there are there there are dozens of us um, <laughs> although i mean i mean some of the best drummers mate like louis cole i've been watching louis loads, fucking been cole. watching loads of louis my, cole my, my hero because of clown core yeah. and i've also been yeah i've been loving um uh, the 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 drummer from um I've, I've been watching lots of Glassjaw videos recently and yeah. the drummer from Glassjaw is he does open handed stuff and the guy from Coheed and Cambria as and well. I remember whenever I see one I like I think of yeah, you. Yeah, drummer from Nine Inch obviously. Nails, drummer from Get Up Kids as well, and like yeah, every time I see one I'm like yeah. Oh, also, <laughs> um, drummer from Expert Timing as well. Gibron. Gibron. Yes, Gibron. Yeah, sure, Gibra- yeah uh, Gibron. Gibron. So um, I'm bad at pronouncing names. Oh, and, and of course, Gibran, Gibran's an absolute dude. Of course, like everyone's favorite drummer, Jay Cav. Jay Cav. Yeah. Yeah. But Jay Cav. like the great Does man. He? Didn't even notice yeah. that we did a whole tour he's, with him. He's, he's literally played in the That's band. That's how little I look at the drums. <laughs> I know. Well, well like so. So the, the, but the the thing is, you wouldn't. You probably wouldn't note it. You probably wouldn't notice unless you were looking for it because the drums yeah. get set up the same way. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know, Dan. You like to put your oh um, and your, your ride symbol on the other yeah. side because you find that easier. But yeah, the the drums. So basically, it's a, it's a way of without without wanting to be teaching um, everybody to suck eggs. Playing open handed means you you play the drums. As if you were right-handed, but your left hand being your dominant hand, you you don't cross your hands over when you play the the hi hats. Um, so you 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 kind of play, and that's what it's called playing open hand. And um, it's really interesting. It, it it I think it means that you play different things in a different uh, way. Yeah, I think d- definitely you you definitely approach it from a different way. And like the the only reason I started playing like that was because when like we would go into you were too you were too lazy to change yeah, the drums around yeah, exactly. when you're in rehearsal. Yeah, for um, sure. Because I definitely felt would have felt more comfortable playing left-handed when I started, but yeah. just couldn't be bothered to change the kit around. Um, without without wanting to without yeah, so I think yeah, I don't, we've been talking for for a while now, and I'm having a really lovely, wonderful time. But for the sake of the thing, I, I'm just going to ask you one more question about. So I just want to know when you. Because because you because I know you because you and I were in a band together back in southampton but you didn't play you didn't play drums you played the bass and 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 you were one of the best bass players i've ever played with and i know that you don't really see yourself as a bass player but like when you remember the stuff we did with navigate and navigate with greg the 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 bass the bass i guess because you're not really a bass player but you had a bass you you were a bass oh yeah i played played bass in how did you start playing how did i start playing bass um yeah i i started playing bass. so i um I played. I, I 
when I was in college, I'd like pinched my mum's acoustic guitar and just started learning some chords um, from a from a like an old chord book. Um, and so, I could basically the f- the first song I learned was "House of the Rising Sun," and that has stuck. Like the the E the A minor chord um, finger position. Like that is just whenever I pick up a guitar, like that is the chord position that my hand goes to in this weird muscle. That's your default, yeah, because that's the first chord uh, of that song. Amazing, and uh, that was like you know twenty years ago or whatever. But um, uh, so um, when we got to uni, um, I had an acoustic guitar, but um, some friends played in a band. Um, except the it was just like acoustic guitar and drums and piano and I was like oh you, you need a bassist I can I'll play bass and so having never played bass before I I I I, I picked it up to learn with those guys and that was um uh that band that's Tom George uh his his uh, yep. waiting for Sirens the line the wolf waiting for sirens was the band oh. and then like he's now gone on to do the line oh. and the wolf um, and he's now a. He's like a like proper he, he's, composer, he's, right? He's, he's writing songs he's a full-time for full-time video game composer, vi- which is incredible. Video games, which yeah. is incredible. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Shout out to George. Yeah, good, good what guy. guy. Um, he guy. so like yeah, we were in a band, pop punk band together, and we were like to start with, we were absolutely dreadful, um, uh, but we got we got better and then yeah that's when i started playing bass for your band because i'd been playing bass for them for a little while so yeah i, I just but I, I, I do what's needed basically <laughs> and then yeah i remember i remember you got oh, into Dan, doing when did you learn to drive uh n- not till <laughs> it was a joke oh okay <laughs> all right sorry i mean you can tell me if you want but it's your, your unofficial <laughs> <Not> second <laughs> instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I do what's needed. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there are pic- there are pictures of me when I was, I think, nine or ten years old with a guitar. Um, my dad played guitar. He left when we- when I was quite young, but he had a guitar. There were there were two guitars. There was a bass and a guitar in my garage. And I remember um, the guys across the road, their dad played guitar as well. Um, Chris and Jeff Edmonds, sup, how's it going? They'll never listen to this, but I hope they're doing well. Um, and my brother and our friend Ben, we all started a band. Um, so to, to, to give you an idea of how old I am, we wanted to do Spice Girls songs. Gen- genuinely, nice. that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to do Spice Girls songs because we thought they were cool as shit. And then... My friend Chris uh, showed us all Oasis, um, and I could play the bass. Well, I had a bass, and my brother got the guitar, um, so I started playing bass. That was my first instrument, but I always wanted to play guitar. Um, So yeah, I learned how to play guitar by stealing my brother's guitar and playing it whilst watching a video of um, Oasis's uh, Live at the Beach. So I watched guitar... I learned to play guitar by watching that video and Noel Gallagher always keeps his two his, his pinky and his ring finger on the E and the A uh, the B and the E string at the bottom so that's how I play guitar it's my like default way of playing in standard tuning um, and that's how I that's how I learned to play 
Um, I used to write songs. I was, my first band was called Big Sandwich. We played a um, a, a school thing, um, and 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 like f- throughout my teens and and early twenties before I moved to Southampton, I used to play in a band. Yeah, and in, in just in loads of bands with people. We do covers mostly of placebo, of um, Pearl Jam. I used to sing like Pearl Jam songs, Incubus. You know, all the classics all around that time. Um, so but yeah it all started with oasis and uh stereophonics and stuff and i was in a band i wrote songs for that band we had a drummer who loved um dire straits and i hate dire straits now because <laughs> the dude used to just be like money for nothing and your chicks for free and i f- hated it so much mm. hated it and then i got super into like my brother got super into metallica i thought it was dreadful because of all of the guitar solos i hate guitar solos unless they go there needs to be a pentatonic scale or get the fuck out yeah i'm not i'm not having twiddly 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 mate we can all have a wank but i just don't do it in public all right that's all i'm saying is that is that is that dig at girl clout no 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 i've learned i've learned to love guitar solos um but, you no, can't no, be in like, a band with Miles and not like guitar solos. Well, no, but there's a di- there's a difference between Miles's guitar solos and Kirk Hammett's guitar solos. If we don't put a guitar no, there solo isn't. on it, it dates it to <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? If there's the, no guitar the solo difference is that I do mine in one take. <laughs> so yeah, and then I moved to Southampton and I spent a lot of time um, in this place called the Candle Club. Um, and I joined a band, um, which which recently I, I heard for the first time in like 10 years. I heard a lot of demos and they were really fucking good. I just sang in them. I wanted to play guitar, but I could never afford any gear. Um, and then, yeah, Dan and I, I moved to London. Um, and Dan and I, Dan invited me to join his um, hardcore band. I played bass for that. No, I played guitar for them. Um, but yeah, I've always had a bass and I've always wanted to play bass. And I like playing bass. Um, so yeah, I just kind of started playing and I can play. I don't, I, 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 yeah, I watched those videos of, of Noel Gallagher playing guitar and that's how I kind of learned how to play guitar basically. Um, and yeah, but I started playing, I started playing bass, um, and I, I liked it, but I, I definitely, I'm definitely more of a guitarist. And now these days I'm like super into open tuning shit and you'll know that if you've ever heard any of like the Sabla stuff or, um, yeah, you, I or have seen me at any show where anybody's got a, a Telecaster and a fucking capo on the fourth fret. Like I'm gonna be at the front, pointing at every single one of them and screaming every single word back, no matter how problematic it is. I, mean, <laughs> I try, I try not to do that these days, but you know what I mean. Like I, you, yeah, Catherine and I have been to a few shows now that when we look back on, I'm sure we'd be like, oh fuck, we probably shouldn't have. You know, if I if well, only we knew about that terrible person. Time. No, of course, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I but mean, anyway. some of those big sandwich songs. I know, was, man. Uh, I know. Risque, even for the time. Even for the time. I think... I, I think, love big sandwiches. <laughs> I think... I think... Because Dan... Because Dan... Dan... We, we fresh needed a drummer. And then Dan joined. And then George and Dan... It's like, do not separate Mate, them. They come Two peas in a pod, can't. Yeah. Exactly. And then George pair, was yeah. so on board with, with fresh. And so, like, on board with what we what we wanted to do that he was like fuck i'll even play bass uh, <laughs> and then yeah yeah do you like are you more accept do, would you call like would you i don't think you call yourself a bassist before fresh but like would you call yourself a bassist now 
Or like, do you feel like your relationship with bass has changed? Do you feel like your identity has like? No, I'm dead. No, I'm dead. I mean, I've, I've started like I started playing bass. That was my first instrument that I ever had was a bass oh, guitar. Okay. So like, I I feel like I feel like I yeah I I'm a much better bass player now than I was when I was <laughs> like 14 years old. But I guess we're all much better that, at everything than we are. But I'm yes. much more accepting <laughs> of being a bass player, and I and I feel like being a bass player being in the rhythm section of a band is super important but also mm. being the guitarist of a band is super important and i put less stock into the idea of being um like you know it be like i love playing the bass in this band because I, whenever i like th- there are there are times when i get to stand a little bit clo- like a little bit further forward and like play my cool bass lines but there's also times where i get to stand at the back and just look at dan mm. you don't look at me because he can't look up and dan has never looked time, at anyone nah, in their life I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> but i but i but you know Actually, uh, but like sometimes look like sometimes there are times where i look over at miles and we both do the little crang on the like guitar or miles has just played a f- like miles will just absolutely nailed what a guitar so which he always does but he'll have it particularly happens. nailed it in a particularly <laughs> good way and i'll give him just a little look and it's just those little bits and bobs of being in that's, yeah that's i the love best it thing about I like being it. in a band like best like i We're remember team, the, man. when we played um we played our first ever house show in southampton um i think it was the first it was one of the first times that people came to the show and knew the words and it was all mostly mates but it was still exciting for fresh and very exciting for me and i remember locking eyes with Dan during a song and being like, this is so fucking cool. And I have never locked eyes with Dan since. I don't think anyone has. But it is really really cool just like being a team or like, yeah, you feel like it's us against the world. It's really nice. Okay, so I'm going to... Yeah. So I'm so sorry to cut you off, but I think think we've kind of... It's pretty late. (laughs) It's pretty late, but... So I think okay we we've got one we've got one little section left so okay. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna quickly be like best gig ever f- okay. that you've ever done oh, Catherine wow. go oh I can I can go first if you want I give you some time um I d- I think Dan and I have the same one at least I hope we do is when we did the Ruben cover <laughs> set in Brighton that was the fu- that was the best gig i've ever done i felt like a fucking superstar that, it was that, unbelievable that was yeah that was immense i mean playing playing with um play, playing with um pup every single night was fucking amazing and playing with them um, the early november that was a big deal for me and i know for you too yeah yeah they, i mean they were like one of my teenage like they're, they're probably like one of my top 10 all-time bands but especially as a teenager like they were a band that i worshipped so like to actually play Mate, a show this room them, this room's too cold it's yeah, just such a fucking great like, to, to, to play show them was 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 very cool it's just like it's just a shame that um i was like i don't know a bit bit older and more jaded um about about everything <laughs> i still i still went and stood at the front and like sang along to a couple of the songs i knew the yeah words no to, it like, was great it was like it was great like. to uh because i first saw them um uh the astoria uh would have been probably like 2004 maybe um mm. so like it was you know it was great to see him 15 14 yeah. 15 years later 14 15 years later, so ace end is still Christ. still fucking yeah, going yeah. for it unbelievable um, um any any updates from you two or um i've sorry. i've played sorry i've played no 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 
Um, I mean, I'm so lucky with this band in that like I could name so so many shows, but I guess I'll just pick uh, Heaven with the Bats because oh yeah, it was our first. It was our first really big show. Um, in terms of like venue size and audience size, and I had a really good time. I love playing bigger stages. I like because you can hear yourself. I know it was just a really fun experience. I remember just really enjoying Penis and uh, the Bats and like having a nice time with all my friends. And yeah, it's a good night. Solid good night. The, ba- the, ba- the band. And I like I like shows. <laughs> yeah, I like shows where band, penis, people yes. people are excited to see you as well. I know that sounds egotistical, but it's nice to play a show and know uh, that people uh, care and know that people are I enjoying mean, you. I co- mean, like, I don't I don't think that's egotistical at all. Like the idea of being the idea of playing in a band is so that people want to like listen to your band and when people do listen to your band and when people say nice things about your band you, you have it it's amazing yeah so exactly don't fight don't worry about it okay miles for me i think uh, uh the a band i mentioned earlier saint spirit played at festival and we played on oh. the bandstand stage like as the sun was going down and, oh. it's, and it's kind of like up on this hill and the sun was going down behind us and it was just like and and the sound was amazing. Um and it was just yeah, it was just super. Oh super mate. Cool. That's on the Isle of Wight, right? Best of all. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my sister also, my sister does uh, some work there. Well she used to, she doesn't live in Southampton anymore, but yeah, she used oh, to. Nice. Yeah. Oh actually I might but, pick the indie But like tracks the last show that we played, well. and I was gonna say indie tracks. Yeah. The one good. the one <laughs> thing about indie tracks that was the smell. It, it was incredibly fun. There was the smell. There was a but it, smell. It went it went as quickly <laughs> as it came. For about 50 minutes, and it was while we were playing, I think, Punisher, Miles, like, stalked up to me, and Miles, what's that smell? And uh, I was like, no, I know, I right? So, there was, it was a look. It was communicated with a look. It I think we like, mouthed it. a few words to each other. Was it while I was was trying to wrap up the podcast, or was it a different time? Oh, no. And I think after I was on Merch, and this guy came up to me, and he was like, sorry, it's just... smell, you. No, but he came up. <laughs> he came up and he was like, wow, it's just shocking how small you are on stage. You look massive. And he was like, I mean, like, height-wise. And I was like, dude, the stage is like 10 feet off the ground. What are you on about? It's very strange. But that was a really good set. That was great. It it seems like it seems like we're all really um really solid in terms of like the music we loved when we were eight, fifteen, or perhaps six. And now I lead you into the music that I loved when I was six, which was an album called Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Take it away, George. (laughs) Yes. So um, this week's record club record, fresh record club record, is, um, (laughs) is, is Ryan Adams' soundtrack to the film Spirit. Brian Adams. For the record, it's Brian Adams. Oh, did I say Ryan? I'm sorry. I meant you Brian. You absolutely did. <laughs> sorry. Brian. I was thinking about with a B. You. Uh, Brian with a B. Brian with a B. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's one it's one letter away. You can forgive me. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll cut that out. No, that's fine. Brian Adams's um 
Spirit of the Shamaron. Stallion of the Samarillion. I, I, I don't I have no idea how to say it. Um, I can I can say it if you want. Yeah, could you say it? Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Stallion of the Cimarron. Spirit, <laughs> you that in Stallion of the Cimarron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was you know, that was good. Yeah. Thank you. I really nailed that. Um uh, who wants to go first because I have I, thoughts. I, have I think Catherine should go first yeah. because she should explain her thinking sense. in choosing <laughs> this record. <laughs> I think she should explain <laughs> herself. <laughs> I don't have to stand up here and explain myself to you people. I simply I simply love um albums that not only have kind of Brian Adams's chops of pop rock country but also Hans Zimmer's sophistication um and culture um I also love cartoon horses um I like I don't know I like oh I like any kind of outward critique of manifest destiny and white settler colonialism I'm down for that um so these were so just to give you this is what I was like at six in 2002 when the album came out, these things were already percolating in my mind. And then suddenly this CD is there and this film is there. And also this annual, which my mum would get me at Sainsbury's every year until I outgrew Spirit, which was probably when I was about 18. No, kidding. Probably like, I don't know, when I was like 10. Um, but yeah, no, I love this album. Like, I loved the film when it came out. I didn't see it in the cinemas. I would have remembered. But I think I've, you know, I think I, I, re- I really liked drawing as a child. So I think I was just obsessed with like drawing all the scenes. I really liked the music. It was the first time I remember liking music that wasn't like really like hyper pop music like Madonna or Abba and stuff, which I still love. But like, um, I feel like listening. If you, I feel like if you listen to some of the songs of Spirit, you could probably trace trace into fresh a bit easier than other music that I liked at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the film in preparation for this podcast, which I should have done, but I did listen to the album. Um, and I, I loved it. It was great. It's, it's ambitious. It tells a story. It's evocative. I, it's, you know, maybe it doesn't execute everything it's trying to do, but that's not the point, you know. It's my, the effort. My, <laughs> Miles, Miles, mm-hmm. um, are you going to be positive about this? Uh, I, I, is, is, it, because, is it my turn? Well, I'm trying to. I'm just wondering how to the do this. The hesitation here is breaking I, my heart. By the way, what I, what I don't <laughs> want to do is I don't want Catherine to wax lyrical about how she loved this, and then for the three of us to be like, Ugh. no, come. <laughs> like, because if somebody I, liked it even a little bit, <laughs> like, I, I think they should go at the end. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll go. I'll go at the end. I'm just. I didn't think it was that bad. I put it on, and I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> but it was basically what I expected. It was like a a little bit overblown um like really overproduced um like quite good but yeah cheesy yes yes Yes. Uh, like i okay there are a couple of tracks on it that i thought were like fine like track two had a really good Mm -hmm. like solo i was like yeah Mm -hmm. pretty pretty rocking solo in the film that solo yeah. coincides with a lightning strike. Wow. Yeah, it's that's, that's that's pathetic <laughs> fallacy right there. That's incredible. It's great. It's so good. <laughs> um 
I also liked track three as well. There was some good riffage in that one. Um, track mm. the get get off of my oh. back. That is a, that is a good <laughs> And a into my car it was a bit confusing because um, I didn't know. Why I they don't were know about the cars. original. So oh, man. go on. Get 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 out of my dreams and into my cars and as a quintessential eighties banger. Wait, we made us um, we made a meme. Yeah, of that. Uh, uh, when we were on tour once, didn't we? Which was Shrek, and it said, yeah, "Get out!" Yeah, I just didn't of... understand. I didn't want to ruin your house. Get out of my swamp <laughs> and into was my that... car. Oh, yeah. was that what that was? Get out of my huh? yeah. Get out of my I swamp. Thought was... I thought it was just like get in the car. We gotta go <laughs> to the next city. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, but the... So I didn't like track five at all. It's too slow. Nothing was happening. Um, track six was okay. pretty good. But then yeah. Sarah McLaughlin like made an appearance, <laughs> and I wasn't yeah. really sure why. It didn't really add anything yes. to the song. Mm. Um, I thought she was just kind of like tokenly yeah. chucked in there, kind of thing. Yes. All of your points are very valid, but may I remind you that this is a soundtrack and not a musical album in the same way that White Reaper or <laughs> anything else we've listened to is. This is supposed to be accompanied with a visual storyline. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I understand that. No, I understand that. Um, I just so wait. So was Sarah McLaughlin like? Did she <laughs> represent like a, like um, a, another horse? Again, like this the, is the why I, love I should. So yeah, I should have rewatched it. But I do remember that Spirit, the horse, has a love interest, which is another horse. Rain. I think called Rain. Yeah, Rain. Rain. Yeah. Rain. yeah, yeah. And she's so a babe. This, um, this actually is what kind of my whole perspective is gonna be about because i got really hung up on something that was that was like sparked by this and then i kind of stopped taking notes of any other kind yeah uh, but, <laughs> but carry okay. on with your... <laughs> can we okay can i issue another reminder this is a children's yeah, but film d- does brian adams know that <laughs> yeah it's not it's not that okay i, mean, like, I okay. did know so i, think, I did I think, know that there is think... a powerful eroticism to that song <laughs> but which I can't imagine was was at wild. all appropriate to the to the I mean, the universal rating of this film, but um, yeah, it's it's not I mean, that it's I not that aspect of it. That the, look, the most there. those two horses do is run along in the beautiful prairie together. And that, okay, uh-huh. and if that and if that's not a, a sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Although you know what, at the beginning there's a rather, and it's not erotic, but it's a bit strange. It's quite so like the whole film like. <laughs> follows spirit's life as a horse just like as a horse at that right. time and at the beginning the very beginning is his mother giving birth to him and i remember watching this like whoa giving birth looks really awful and painful <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think maybe it would have been useful if i'd have like known a bit more about the film or but but mm. but what but you're right what i have done is i have i have taken it at it at face value <laughs> And I've only listened to the first nine, so I only listened to the Brian Adams ones. I didn't listen to the Hans Zimmer ones because I because I just thought oh the Hans Zimmer not... ones are beautiful. Oh, okay, I thought that maybe yeah, I I, I was I was too focused on no. Um, it's good to have that perspective. Um, Brian Adams, I'm sorry. I yeah, apologize. I mean, have you... no, you're right, and the overproduction note is correct. Like this, yeah, this definitely. Is, this but... is 2002, baby. Everything's big. Everything's. Nothing. Nothing sounds nuanced. It's all cartoony. However, I will say that if you were to listen to say something like Phil Collins' Tarzan soundtrack, mm. I think you would hear mm. a nuanced mm-hmm. 
good album. Look, it is clear that Brian Adams wanted it to be the the next Tarzan soundtrack. I'm not sure if I think Tarzan came out before Spirit, and he was like, oh well, you know, Phil Collins didn't have to go that hard, but he did, and he won critical acclaim for it. Um, and I think he tried to do that with Spirit, and I don't think Spirit as a film was half as popular as Tarzan was. So I don't think he had that advantage at the start. Well, I'd and never also, heard of it until you. Until you. Oh, okay. Tarzan was before. I think Tarzan was a huge sensation, like, and the and the soundtrack I, is amazing. I saw but, I saw Tarzan yeah. in the cinema. Uh, I remember I remember seeing that in the cinema with my dad. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm old. Um, Dan. Yeah. So. This is this is awful. I, shouldn't re- <laughs> shouldn't I am really sorry. The cold, harsh light of day. When I was. <laughs> no, I'd, like it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't like. It just wasn't like I, I I didn't have enough context. I think I think that's the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I was when I was four years old, I <laughs> um, I worked yeah. in Oh, I missed that. Do you need a record? There are very right. Okay, so there are very few things that I um, find actively unpleasant to listen to. I can put up with a lot of anything, really, but this album just absolutely reeks. Daniel. I really hate it. I really hate <laughs> everything about it. Like the the production, the songs. The, the, there's that one good guitar lick in the third song, which George has already covered. It was Sorry. just really. It Can't just take me. I'm free. It, it, that, that, that one but the problem with that is like even though that's a good guitar lick it still sounds like it was played on a midi keyboard which like i just just makes it even worse <laughs> so i um yeah i found this really upsetting to listen to and i i've already mentioned to you guys which i probably should have saved for this record is like i was i was getting really confused about the narrative of this kid's film because it felt like like is Brian Adams the horse, or d- does Brian Adams want to yes. fuck the horse, or answer like, yes, Brian Adams so, is the but, horse. But he also wants go. to fuck the horse, and like another, another horse. horse, right? Okay, and it's a, and it's a kids' yeah. film, and well, like it was very. Those are words you're putting it, in. I mean, he wants to he wants to marry slash kiss another horse. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> What does his children do? Well, children you've already said about there's there's there's, love. there's <laughs> pregnancy and horse birth in the film. Horse husbandry so there doesn't is, mean there's that. There's clearly fucking in there as well. <laughs> um, so, like, I was just very confused and a little bit upset by the narrative of of what of uh, the the the, th- the thought of um, Brian Adams like lusting o- over horses was just really upsetting, okay. um, and that's. I'm going to, no, 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 I'm going to put my, my foot down because is it not completely, (laughs) put my hoof down because is it not completely (laughs) pedantic and just, and just purposely obtuse to try and put adult erotic themes over a kid's film? You've already said it. It's it's part of a narrative. Spirit universe. 
Which involves... The narrative, he wants the other horse... He's a horse, a cartoon horse, and he wants the other cartoon horse to be his wife or girlfriend. Like, there's never sex mentioned. Jesus Christ. But, there, but Catherine, didn't you say that the first scene is, a, is a, a horse giving birth? There's also across a canyon. Well, yeah, because it follows his life and horses give birth. How do they get pregnant? <laughs> like, get away, they're not... Wait. They're not... They're not brought by hawks... Hawks. It's hawks. 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 Horses. Storks. And when a fire tune he wants to play, he says, pass me the hawks. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, when they're like fucking clumping along, they're clumping along to like go and find a secluded place to bone. He's like, pass me the hawk so I can crack on yeah. my sex playlist. That includes for horses to. And one of them is a song. One of them is one of them is the song I wrote for you, baby, about how I want to plow you like a field. <laughs> d- d- they could, they could listen. They could listen to the the um the album White Pony by Deftones on the Hawks chord. Oh. A lot of adult yeah, things in listen to Horse the Band. Help me out here. Uh, uh, crazy Horses. Yeah, Wild Horses. Oh, yeah, wild, yeah. Wild horses. Neil Young. Crazy Horse, yeah. yeah. Neil Young. Yeah. Um, I, when I introduced this album into our into our podcast space, I assumed you'd all be horse outside, mature enough to just kind of understand that this is a kid's film and a kid's soundtrack, but clearly not. You're all obsessed with boning. You're all obsessed with horses boning. I don't know what I expected from a bunch They've of... Got... I, you know what? I expected better from you, Daniel. As a Take horse. it up with Brian Adams. Horses have got a lot to work with. <laughs> Miles, I want to know what you thought about this. Maybe you can okay, save this so segment. Miles, bring this home. It has, it has, been, it has been raised. Like, I... So, <laughs> I, got, I got to the the Sarah McLaughlin track, um, and like I, I really enjoyed it. I think I think that's that's a great track, uh, but it does you know conjure <laughs> it, it, a um, you know there's, it's obviously a romantic song. So that yes. led me to the same question as Dan. Like, is this this is from the perspective of the horses? Yes. Um, Answer yes. Right. Yeah. And and so I I. Um, I also felt like George mentioned as well that it was, you know, it was lacking. Uh, I would, like I was lacking context for, you know, for a lot of the stuff, and also there mm-hmm. were, there are like moments where more could be happening, but perhaps it's it's to sort of give way on the on the visual side of it. Um, so I I was looking at the uh, just like the Wikipedia plot summary. Sorry, that ice cream is. Good. <laughs> Tasteful burp there. Um, I was looking at the um, Wikipedia <laughs> plot summary, and and so there is some interesting stuff about like you know the Western expansion of uh, you know uh, colonial settlers. Yeah, and, if I remember and, like, correctly, there's like this there's this whole team of like police, kind of like frontier policemen who are pursuing Spirit and this Native American man who's teamed up with him, and they're kind of and then it, yeah. there's this beautiful swelling moment at the end where to out outwit them. They jump over a huge canyon, and this is unrealistic. Instead of pursuing them, the kind of head chief of police just looks at them he goes, oh, and wow. nods yeah. in respect, and the horse yeah. nods back. <laughs> what right. song is so- what song is playing at this point? Ooh, good point. Oh, Get off uh, of my back! 
And that's into when spirit. Car. Okay, so that one I can tell yeah. you what's what's playing. That's when spirit gets captured by the frontier police, taken back to their barracks, and they try to be like, "You're an they army horse ride, now." They try and to ride just... him. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't want to be ridden by anybody but Mrs. Spirit. The no. main thing that the main thing that stuck out though was the fact that the horses can't communicate with each other. Like the horses don't talk in the film. All of the no. all of the dialogue from the horse is. Mm. is like internal it's oh. like a peep show thing yeah it's a voiceover right? isn't it I so forgot. so yeah. that made me so i was like okay so mm. the the songs are like the sung version of the horse's internal monologue and also it, it made me realize that there's like the all of the songs are like very decidedly first person like it's all you know here i am this is me get off of my back this is where yeah. i belong yeah. um also yeah. the <laughs> Side note: There's a like the 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 song with Sarah McLaughlin is called "Don't Let Go," and there's like that line is really emphasized in a certain way. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna labor the point. It's um it's, it's like hold on tight, don't let go. It's like it's a whole. It's you know. Yeah, it's gonna in it's a gonna lead of adventure. It's gonna right. lead to labor miles. That's just yeah. so that's why you don't want to labor it. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> why are any of you laughing at my great jokes i'm furious i'm gonna die and laugh along as you rip my voice spirit to pieces i was more looking very stoic i enjoyed it more given the context of the story like being able context, to kind yeah. of place place things better um i i just started listening to the hans zimmer stuff but like uh, to be honest, I I wasn't into that really. Like I I thought it sounded like all the rest of Hans Zimmer's stuff. It also annoyed me that it didn't match the sound palette of the rest of the the record because there, mm. there is like a very a, like a, a really good well yeah I, I, maybe it wasn't for everyone but like if there was a really like consistent palette, um, and it and it had That's some really fair. great sounds and also there are moments as well like in um, is it. It's like the reprise of one of the. Is oh, it it's, it's, the, it's the the here I am. That's not the, ma- the not the end title one. There's like a long ending mm. bit, which is all like very, you know, it's 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 like score music, which which is really cool, and I think would be, it would be great if um if they'd uh, extended that throughout the whole thing. Also, sound of the bugle was great. I really like oh, that. Um, awesome. that was a good one, and. Yeah, I think that was that was all of my notes. Like after you know, after reading the summary, I did I did really begin to get on board with it. I, I probably should have done that. To be fair, probably should have done a little bit of. But I, I, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to go into it completely like blind and just mm. be like, right, let's see let's see what this does. Let's see oh, how this makes me feel. Well, it made me realize that the 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 reason the lyrics are the way they are is because it's because it's it's from a horse's perspective so it's it's all the things that a horse would say about the situation it's like a horse has written these songs <laughs> so the horse isn't really going to have like a depth of insight like cuz it's a horse right. yeah, it's a exactly. horse singing a song a horse doesn't know what a fucking over a thing yeah, and, the horse you know, doesn't know what this, a simile this, is this song's all about right, hey yeah. exactly the horse is like get off of my back <laughs> And into yeah. my game. And into my dreams. <laughs> and, into my, yeah. and it's just, you know, the horse well, is yeah, running no. around and it's going like, 
oh yeah this is you know what this is, is where i live i uh, i don't like him get off my back and it's yeah it's horse it's a horse guy? singing song riding me which is i think yeah it, like as a as a concept for an album it's like what would a horse sing about here's a load of songs by a horse um, yeah I, I, think, not, I think on that it's level it's quite a hard gotta, thing to work with enjoy it. yeah 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 for sure. that's you, a challenge yeah it's ambitious um right. And yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to say maybe my favorite thing when I was six has not aged well into the into yeah. the, the perceptive young woman I am <laughs> now. Um, I think there's some middle ground to be found here in that all our points are valid, except for dads, who was just completely rude <laughs> about her spirit's love life, which I wouldn't have. No, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not horse shaming. I just, I just. <laughs> I just, I just want to understand. That's all. I just, that's, that's, that's all. You've spent too much time. Yeah. I, to be, to be fair, I think it was really f- when you sent that in the because we obviously we chat all the time in the in the chat on uh, Messenger or whatever. <laughs> and when you sent when you sent that, yeah, it completely it completely spiraled me from like the, the from what I was like <laughs> from how I felt about it because I sent a screenshot of the of what I was listening to and was like I get that from my back which was fun and then you were like this is this is awful I hate it because I don't understand like whether the horse wants to fuck the other horse and then I was like oh no <laughs> I can't really listen to this anymore so like mu- really songs like- so, so, songs are only about like three things they're about fucking people <laughs> hating people and yeah ha- yeah hate and sometimes both people. of those things at the same maybe time. yeah I, I lost my conviction there. Cut that out, you. Mate. no can it's you, about you... it's about being separated from your herd at a young yeah. age and being put on a rickety old train and taken away to some frontier barracks bullshit that's what all songs are about <laughs> That's, and that brings us on to, to, I mean we've already spoken about it last week but what well, last um, time yeah that brings us on to this week's fresh should oh, should we yeah, which we've which, which we've which we've already yeah. talked we've already talked what's, about last uh, week what's so. this um what's this week's album club going to be who wants to choose it yeah who it's miles's go isn't it oh crumbs um oh ooh. crumbs oh uh I had something I was looking at. What You've got to it? make sure this one exists this time and also doesn't include a Mirex song on it. Yes. Okay. I'm fairly sure. All right. This is another. This is this is a uh, this is one that um, I don't. I. You're not necessarily all going to like this. It's it's interesting. That's I don't. Like I didn't all of stop it, Catherine. But I think it will be interesting to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. Uh, this is just kind of a thing I stumbled across. Uh, it's by a band called Tuleta. Oh, is that spelled? Uh, that's that's spelled T U U L E T A R, and the album right. is called Tules Mas Verdes Taival. Got it. Oh yeah, I see. Tules Mas Verdes Taival. Are they yeah, Spanish? I'm not they sure. They Portuguese. Do you know anything about this uh, this band that you can tell us? No. No. Um, I found. <laughs> well, I found. They're uh, a vocal folk, gr- vocal folk pop group, according oh, to the yes. the little the little bit underneath um, yeah. the, their name on the album. I'm so down for that. Cool. It's it's yeah it's it's, it's interesting stuff. Okay. Oh, finish. 
Mm. They're Finnish. Oh, Finnish. And oh, Finnish. okay. And that brings us very nicely to the fact that this podcast is finished. So thanks very much for listening. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks very much for listening. Um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, look after yourselves. Uh, questions, comments, all that kind of stuff. Hits up. Peace. Bye, bye everyone. Bye bye. Bye.